0: Yo 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 yo! Change up the lyrics and change up the flow because <laughs> I get told off when I do the yos. It's the showside podcast episode one two two. What's happening, Kwabna? Uh, yeah,
1: man. I mean, yeah, man. no, you know, I'm pissed. I am pissed. I am very, very pissed. I'm very. We were pissed, pissed last week. So this is two pissed weeks in a row. Yeah, I'm very pissed, man. I just. You know, everything, life, everything else in life is like cool. Like, you know, I've got my health, you know, I've got food in my stomach, I've got clothes in my back, I've got a roof over my head, got love and family. You would think, right, that supporting a team owned by a billionaire wouldn't be as problematic as it is. But all my frustrations in life come from Tottenham. You know, people say money can't make you happy in it.
0: When I feel you that money could, make
1: me happy. I feel like money could make me happy because if I had enough money to buy Tottenham, like I'm not going to lie to you. Do? Is that what you would do? But if I had enough money to buy Tottenham... How much is I enough would... money to buy Tottenham? Because right, so obviously someone... you want some money to spend yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if someone gave me... Like how much is Bezos worth?
0: I don't
1: know. Bezos is worth, maybe. He's got, what,
0: you know what, two hundred something billion, isn't it? Is it Billy's? Is he two hundred bills? What well, is he? Bezos? Be- Bezos is. He puts I know, I know, yeah. he's the, the most richest man, but okay. On, keep if, if,
1: if 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 you give me like one hundred fourteen point 100 five billion. All oh, right, cool. So if I was USD. worth one hundred and fifteen billion, I'm buying Tottenham. Yeah, I'm buying Tottenham. and what you invest in? How much am I investing? How much do we need, bruv? I mean, obviously FFP and all of that. Yeah, yeah, so I'll do all that stuff. But aside from like all the regulations and stuff, I'm not gonna pretend. For I only first of all, I only have Tottenham for like two years. Yeah, because I don't want I don't want that that kind of pressure. But for, in those two years, I'm moving wild. Like it's it's a it's an all guns blazing assault yeah on trophies for two years yeah i buy whoever you need blah blah and then once we have won all those trophies and it's all glittering that then i've stepped okay maybe not two years maybe five years maybe. then i'm stepping away with this with the value of the team having increased sell it for a profit and i'm out long term thinking about it as a business and doing all the right things for it to thrive as a club and a business and all that kind of stuff, that's too emotional for me okay it's too emotional for me it requires too much salient thinking. I'm not going to be doing that. I'm going to go in there I like a madman buy everyone I can, yeah? yeah? And not have to deal with people who, I'm told, are professional footballers behaving unprofessionally, yeah? Because behaving professionally isn't only like your decorum, it's your attitudes and your approach to your job, right? Basically, getting paid not to do fuckery. Right. And then when you are behaving or operating at the top of your level, right? That's you know that's that's great performance. What Dia did on Sunday was just pure fuckery. So I was like, but you're getting paid. So it's almost like right. If I went to like if I go to work, yeah, my boss says, Come on to X. And I'm like, no, the X looks good, right? I'm gonna do Y we'll see what happens. That Y ends up costing us money. Losing that business, photo ball, poor performance. Right? Dyer, under no pressure, played a through ball to Salah. <laughs> Who does Salah play for? He's okay for this, does he? Uh, maybe,
0: maybe he got confused. Maybe he's done an advert with Salah recently that we don't know about. What? I don't know. What
1: does Salah what? win? Adidas, is it? Adidas. That was oh Nike, and should uh, he, should he, should he, does he even really deserve the Nike? <laughs> does he? I don't uh, know. Listen, um, uh, yeah, but I don't know, man. It's, um, this weekend really pissed me off, man. It really pissed me off. <laughs> but how are you, Andrew? How are you, man? How's life for you? Yeah,
0: so, I'm like, almost, really? I'm almost as well-rounded as you. I'm almost as happy as you. I'm almost as, you know. Settled and everything is perfect apart from Spurs as you. I haven't got as much money as you or as much travel as you, but you know, all is good. But yeah. Watching watching that performance yesterday, taking my son. My son actually said, Oh, you should have taken like my sister. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, Well, I don't want to be here to watch this. (laughs) He's seven. He was annoying. And I'm like, you just been taken to one of the best stadiums in the world Sunday afternoon to watch the highlight game of the weekend. And you're telling me, don't want to be here. And it wasn't him being ungrateful per se. It was just like, mate, he was feeling the pain. He was feeling the pain, singing his heart as always, and feeling the pain. And, and I have no problem. I have no problem Spurs losing, like in general. If we lose a game or two, that's going to happen. It's football, right? Uh, very few teams get to go unbeaten, right? So we lose, fine. If we lose to a top six side, again, at home, it's not the end of the world, although you want to win those games to be challenging. However, this is a side that hadn't won away from home, okay? But Dr. Tottenham will see you now, okay? This is a side who's, I know Seller scored in a week, but Seller hadn't really been on form. Dr. Tottenham will see you now. And it's typical that we are the architects of our own downfall yet again. We make mistake after mistake under very little pressure. And ultimately, it has to boil down to, it's not form, it's the fact that some of these players are just not good enough or are in decline. Okay? The, Lloris is in decline. We discussed Lloris last was it last season, the end of last season, during the summer? And we said he's, he'd done well, good servant. But when will his decline come and how rapidly would it be? OK, I'm not blaming him for any of the goals at the weekend. That's not why I'm saying it. I'm just saying in general, over the last few weeks, the, res- uh, the mistakes have been made by what are senior players. And yesterday was the epitome of why Dyer shouldn't be I was going to say a defender, but I think it's the epitome of why Dyer shouldn't be a, a professional footballer. Because he, he can't play midfield, because he can't turn, he's not mobile enough. He can't play in defence. And when he does play in defence, he's a f- reasonably effective when he's played as a CCB in a low block system. Okay? And I say that, and it's very evident, it's because when he's in that position, not much can go behind him, whether that be over the top or through the channels, because he's basically sitting on the edge of our box. Right. So there's not much room in be- behind him. It just shows you when there's room in behind him, when he has to worry about runners, their first goal showed me. He has no clue about what his defensive duties are. Yes. He's playing to the right. He wasn't playing CCB. I get that. however, You've just got to sense danger. You've got to be aware of runners. Nunez didn't do much to shake Dyer and leave him in no man's land. He just made a run into the box, and then, after that, it was it was appalling. Four players around Salah. This is Salah, Mohamed Salah, a former Golden Boot winner. Uh, as of last season, he was a Golden Boot winner, joint Golden Boot winner, and we just left him, him the freedom of White Hart Lane.
1: Of course, you know what. I also feel I felt like when you are it's like it's like any sport, right? It's like any sport. You set out your stool and your intent like up front. Like right? you let people know uh you let you let your opposition know what you're about. Nunes a lot of people said I've been disappointed with Nunes coming from um from Benfica, was it? Like a lot of people are saying oh he's just a Portuguese. Is he Portuguese? Where's Ninez from? Uruguayan. Uruguayan. Feel like oh, he's just a Uruguayan, Andy Carroll, this, that, and the third, right? But when the game started, he didn't play like that. He played like someone who had a point to prove, right? He was aggressive. Even when things weren't coming up, he just continued to to get at, at Daya like he kept on trying to go at him the whole time, right? Mm-hmm. He did. he set, he set his spoiler. He, he played did. like some he played like someone who had the confidence of having scored like in, every, every, in his past, like, five games. That's not the case, but he played like that. No, he did. He's sharp. He was is sharp. Yeah, he's was sharp, but he was trying... Like, aside from his movement, he was trying things, he was dribbling, he was trying to outpace people. Like, he was, like, trying to say that today's going to be long for you.
0: No, he did. He did set a stall out early because he was running that channel, Dyer's side, and every time he was getting in, and it was like, we've got a problem here. And credit to him, he, he was trying. And Dier didn't clamp him. Die didn't stay with him. Die just left him. And then Dier was like, by the time the goal came around, it seemed like Da was like, I don't want to mark him. Pass him on. But he didn't actually pass him on. He just didn't. There was no signal. There was no information. He was just ball watching. And to concede that goal
1: was bad. Was bad. But we're still that's in the game. That's my, that's my issue. Like, it's not. I've said this numerous times. Like, no one likes to lose. Right? Like, listeners who come on here, like, I feel bad even. Because we turn up and we're pissed that we have to discuss the loss. And they have to listen to us, like, moan about this loss. But the loss is one thing. What I can't abide is the attitude. The attitude to me was, at the beginning, it was almost like, first half, oh, you know, it's Liverpool. We know it's going to happen. You know, let's just, like... Stem the tie for as long as possible, and, and we'll see what happens. Right this, on the basis, we look at the breakdown of the stats. Yeah, on the basis of the whole the whole game, it looks so like respectable. Right, we have forty six percent possession. We have fourteen shots to their thirteen shots. They had six on target. We had five. Right, three of ours were blocked. Our passing complete, our pass completion rate was at eighty two percent. Theirs was eighty three. Clear cut chances, we had three. They had one. Right. They we had five corners and we're supposed to be set set piece specialists. They had three. You know, even off sides, right? We had one, they had two. Tackles completed, right? We were at seventy-three percent. Of course, because we don't want to spend the whole time mm-hmm. defending. Aerial jewels, we're winning at 53 percent. You look at these saves, you look at these these stats, and you think to yourself there's a balance in this game. Yeah. But the whole time as Tottenham fans, you're watching, thinking to yourself, it's just a matter of time before this goal Right, and people, the commentators are going on and on. Oh, no, 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 you know, well, we know Tottenham don't start brightly, we know Tottenham don't start brightly, you know, Tottenham don't start brightly. Like, okay, there are no easy games in the Premier League. Bournemouth, yes, they are newly promoted, but these are professional footballers, they're not just like gonna roll over, they all get certain wins that they shouldn't do, right? So, we start pulling against them, go 2 0 down, we end up winning in the 95th minute, right? But Marseille. We scored in the ninety sixth minute, right? But we were only really good for the last maybe thirty minutes of the whole entire game against Liverpool. Is that really the time to continue that nonsense? That just That's you, what don't say, said. you don't play, you don't play in the first half. You allow them to come on to you, a team that won the league like what two years ago. Yeah, two, two years. Like with a lot of their star players are still there. You know, we can have the money debate. Obviously, you and I are massive fans of money and what he brought to the table, mm-hmm. but. It's not like they've they become relegation fodder because none is gone. This is the top side. You're at home. Why are you inviting for the why are you inviting them to come on you repeatedly until you can start playing in the second half? The game is 90 minutes long, not 45 minutes. And if you try a thing in the first half, and it doesn't pay off, you get caught on the counter, blah blah. Cool. But when you spend your whole time defending your own area and then your centre back is playing through balls, <laughs> you're screwed. What, what so, can you really do? Tactically, well, I'll point it to you, Andrew, yeah. right? I'm sure, look, please, make your point. Don't forget it. But tactically, what was the benefit in approaching the game the way we did? So so, no, no there's, there's
0: absolutely no benefit. We said that you can't keep on trying to come back against the better sides. We said this, I think, on the Bournemouth pod because we were fortunate against Bournemouth that Bournemouth weren't great. And I know Carl was optimistic and mentioned that um, it was great character building. Yeah, and it was. Show, or we showed great character, and we did show great character there. Showed great character in Marseille, but we had to show that character against Bournemouth because Leeds just showed you that Bournemouth can't hold a 2 0 lead. So, are we? Did we have that much um, character, or is it the, the fact that Bournemouth are actually plucky, but poor side overall? Can't really defend. Marseille will come on to, but again. We shouldn't have been 1-0 down. If you don't play, you're playing professionals, they will punish you. We have proven over the last three months that our defense is average at best. So we cannot contain sides like he expects us to do and not concede. Our containing is concede one, see what happens in the second half, and we'll pull it back. However, the point I was going to make is Conte has come out and said, he hasn't told the team to do this. Um, In Marseille, um, I can't remember his name, his assistant said he didn't tell him to do this. Even Longley, when he was interviewed afterwards, said it was a bit unclear, though, because it's not like we were told to do it, we weren't told to do it. He just said we weren't sure what to do. Now, it's either Conte's advice coaching isn't clear enough to tell them or for them to understand that we're not supposed to be defensive in the first half we may try to be we may try and be tactically aware and stuff but I don't think he is saying to them sit back at least that's what he's saying publicly either way I don't know if it's the players or if it's Conte because and the reason I say that is because Nuno or was it Jose? Maybe both came out and said, "I haven't told the team to sit
1: back yeah, yeah, yeah they they've 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 all they've all said that they've all said they've all said it's not it's not the it's not us. We didn't tell the, the team to sit back. We don't understand why they started so slow, but as fans as fans, we've also seen that when when managers who are typically more attacking on on the front foot, they've played more aggressive for coming football. We saw what happened um, with, um, with the team of ninety of 2015-16 of like onward. Started the game majority, majority of the time, started the game on the front foot. And we already went for it. We saw the same thing when Harry Redknapp was manager, right? We didn't wait for people to come. We, we'd, like, we'd be up like by 1 0 in the first half. And then it's a matter of like holding on to it, 2 0, you know, whatever. And it wasn't by defending it in your box, it was by being assertive. The same thing could be said also of, um, of, of Martin Yole. So this idea of these guys coming out saying, oh, yeah, we don't tell them. So who's telling them then? Because I, I, this, this isn't a team. This, mm. this behavior isn't the behavior of a team who've been told to go out and attack. These, no, these, I, these, think, I think it's a tactic. This whole team is just defying their manager, right? And it's got nothing <laughs> to do with it. It's, it's no. nonsense. Take responsibility.
0: I think it's the tactics. I think they don't understand. I, I think... No, that's a lie. I think they do understand what's being asked of them. What I think it is, he doesn't have the right pieces to make this a front foot team at this moment in time. And I think that's a slow centre-half who likes to sit deep and full backs who are not great in possession mean that we often get pushed back rather than being able to sustain front foot drive if the whole team is not in that mindset. Right. And I think if the defense is not pushed up and we're not pressing in this in their oppos- in the opposition's half, what it means is that we're leaving too much of a gap between the front and the back. And we don't play creative football. We don't play through the middle per se. We're reliant on balling to Kane really early and him releasing Son, which I, and this is where I thought we were going to struggle yesterday um, because we didn't have the outlet of Sonny off of Kane. And that's been our outlet for pretty much all the time under Conte, right? And especially with Klazeski not starting. But what I will say is credit to Piricic yesterday because I thought he did really well. Um, unfortunate not to score, um, hit the post, hit the bar. Well, did he hit the post? I'm not sure if that was Alisson fluffing his lines. But caused cause problems in a role that is not his first or second role, yeah? Um, and, obviously, there were a few good performers in the end. Basuma, Benteco did well, but mostly, again, second half. But I think we need to discuss the problem that is Eric Dyer. I think we really need to get into Eric Dyer because Lira won't come back on this pod as long as um, Dyer is still playing. I think I think I spoke to him briefly this morning, and he said, "Listen, I'll allow Davies. I'll allow him as a backup to a top LCB. Then fair enough. But Dyer's, Dyer, there's no place for Dyer in the team." There, there is no place for Dyer. I'm sorry. I, I put something out on Twitter last week, said who should be our CCB? Dyer, Romero, Olongle. And everybody came back and said, the majority came back and said, Dyer. And honestly, I think we're being lazy when we say that. I think we're being like, well, he's played there, we've done okay. But when we really look at it, when we really assess the goals we've conceded, Dyer's paw prints are all over them. All so who, who,
1: who do you think we're looking at to... Who do you think we're looking at to... Dad? Hold on, one, one second. Daddy, you're going
0: to see a nightlight a night come from here. We've got special guests on the pod,
1: Dad, guys. A, a nightlight come from here. Three, two, one, what? Keep keep going. Keep <laughs> going there. Get us get, 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 get a fly soda for a second. Right. So,
0: guys, Daya. I'm finished with Eric Daya. I know Lero's finished with Dyer. I think Quabna is almost finished with Dyer. I'm not sure Carl is finished with Dyer. I really want to hear from Carl, guys. If you want to hear from Carl, he's been absent on paternity leave for a while. But if you want to hear from Carl and his optimism, get at us because I think at this moment in time, all three of us are peed. I'm sure there's some bright energy coming from Carl still and some positivity. But for me, Eric Dyer doesn't sense danger. I've gone on about this quite a lot over the last season and a half, maybe two seasons. Actually, I think since Jose, since he started playing centre-back under Jose, I remember, in particular, the Sheffield United game away when we lost 3-1, I believe it was, during lockdown. No fans in the stadium. Yeah, I think it was 3-1. That game there told me everything I needed to know about Eric Dyer, the defender. And he isn't good enough. For us to win something, we need rid of Dyer. I'm sorry, he's yeah, he's performed admirably at times. Never, never superb, never the best player in the park, never the best defender in the park, never the best Spurs defender. And it, it's not good enough. And when we speak of defenders who are not good enough, let's talk about our wing backs, because our system is very much reliant on the wing backs. Um as I said, I've said on the pod a few times, we look clunky when we don't have Good output from the wing backs and and Sessignon. I'm gonna start with Sessignon because Royal we can talk about all day. Sessignon has moments. Sessignon was picked yesterday because, well, we didn't have enough bodies because he did well. Well, 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 I'm gonna come on to Sess. well, I'm not sure. Sess has pocketed Salah in the past when Salah has been playing right
1: wing. Very few people. Very few people in world football can say that they've pocketed Salah, right? And I'm not even going to say go as far as saying that he's done that because I think even that's a bit of a, a bit of a stretch. Yeah. But yeah. what I will say is that you have to look at the players within their capability, right? And this is what this is why you can't make comparisons with people like Diya, Say, and Sesnion. Cessna. If Sesnion's getting beaten, right, he's getting beaten because someone's either like bullied him off the ball. He's not the biggest guy in the world, right? Or you know, someone's like out him, or or they beating or beating him, him like or beating him with like a uh, issue should get the gym, or beating him with like an amazing piece of skill, right? Those comparisons can't be made with people who are like playing no-look passes off the pitch, or people who are <laughs> heading him in who who are delicately nodding the ball into the path of the opposition. No, like, no. that's, what, that's the, and that's no, what I course. think needs to
0: be taken into consideration. No, I wasn't comparing them. I wasn't comparing them as in the same way. I was comparing in terms of so here's the thing right Dyer is supposed to defend sesion is supposed to attack and defend and i use attack before defend right because it's wing back so you're a winger but get back right that's okay. the way i define the conte wing back you're not a full back who has to get forward you're a winger who has to get back hence okay. Perisic is the first choice Perisic is going forward before he's running backwards. I'm not saying he doesn't get back, but he's running forward with the intent of creating something um going forward. I'll give you an example. And the guys who, who sit behind me talk a load of nonsense usually. Um but yesterday one of them made a good point. And <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it a hundred. And what he said was Sesame wouldn't have got a corner there. And Perisic did just get a corner and he was right because I don't think Perisic beat Trent at any point yesterday actually beat him, got round him but what Perisic will do is he will get into position in the final third he will check back and deliver with his right foot if he can't check, he's going to go forward and what he does is he dribble, dribble step over, push cross one or two things are going to usually happen a, he gets the crossover on his favored foot, or B, it gets blocked, and typically will go out for a corner. And that's what happened. He got corners yesterday. Whereas SES, unless he's the other side of the fullback, you might as well just return the ball to Loris Because nine times out of ten, he stops, checks back, passes back. Alan Davidson Sanchez when he's on the halfway line. Yeah? When he's not feeling confident. That's no good for us that's no good for us at all. and then on the other side you've got Emerson Royale who gets in a similar position, but defenders don't even get close to him because they're just like go and cross it cross it
1: yeah, but the thing is everything you're saying is true right, and you you've, you've, you've like alluded to some of these points like throughout the season right these aren't things that you've you've just no. come to understand and look, we only watch the games, right? We don't watch training and anything like that. So oh, We want to, know because we don't know what's going on. Right? <laughs> wanna, you want to assume that these are the kind of things that the, that the, the coaching staff and stuff know. So for me, yeah, if you've got guys who can't defend, right? If you've got guys who can't really defend, but they can't really, like, attack in the way you want them to, like, surely attacking is a smart option because you're further away from your goal. Like the closer you are to your goal, the more the ineffective and shortcomings of our players is going to be dangerous. If a guy can't cross and he's in that half, goes out for a corner, it goes out for a corner, it goes out for a throwing, it goes out for a goal kick. You start again. If because you can't cross, you spend his whole time with his, his, own, his own his own corner flag, worrying about he's going to dribble past him. Bearing in mind he's not he's a decent defender, he's not an amazing defender, right? You're either going to concede a cross, consider throwing, or concede consider corner. Which one would you prefer? To me, I feel like it's really basic. Why? Why are we putting ourselves in situations where the risk is higher if we don't think the team is good enough? That's what, and but, this is why I think. I, to so me, you that, think Conte is a genius, then. To me, I think that uh, well, right now he seems stupid. He seems stupid because the way I see it, if you know that the team isn't good enough, right? if you know the team is good enough, which we can talk about how our players aren't good enough to the stand comes up. Like, we it doesn't... We have We, do have, we do have quality, quality but. but a lot of people you speak to are talking about how this person's not good enough, our is not good enough, our, our Session's not good enough, Emerson Royal's not good enough, blah, blah. You're right. You're right. Right now, they're not good enough. And our coach should be making them better. I get that also, right? And when he first came, you can see there's an improvement. That improvement has waned significantly and we don't know where we are right now. But if you can't do that, at least make the team hard to beat by putting them in positions where you're further away from your goal to me that just makes sense i don't know why you wouldn't do that because we've seen in multiple games now that when we camp out on our half and those errors are made we're punished for them if you make the error in a sense in in sentiment versus making that error error on the edge of the box where are you more likely to, to get be punished i just feel like it's basic logic and i don't actually understand why you continue to make that mistake it doesn't make any sense to me and i would love someone to explain to you why we're not trying to control the game Further away from our goal, we've yeah. given up midfield. Nothing sticking up front, so you just want to chill at the back. Where if someone makes a mistake, eighteen yards out, these are professional footballers—they can score. The yeah, least I feel of people like... scored recently against us, right? Mm-hmm. From the, from us making mistakes in those areas, is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Some of those people will not score again this season. That's what—that's <laughs> how deep it is. So many people will score again this season, You're but it's good cool against Tottenham, more. though. But it's going yeah. cool against Tottenham,
0: though. Yeah, I—I I feel like. Part of it's the ropa dope. As much as they're saying we're not trying to defend, I think there is a ropa dope element to it. Do you, do you know
1: do you know who made the ropa dope famous, Andrew? Do you know yes, who made I, the rope?
0: Who. who was it? The great the greatest of all time. Okay. All right,
1: cool. Are we are we behind league of football, bro? We are not. <laughs> we are not.
0: Yeah, of course. Point taken, but <laughs> I'm just saying that's what it looks like we're trying to do. Because we do finish strongly. We are a fit side in the end. And I guess we're conserving energy to be fitter. And we've we've taken it to every team we've played um, in the second half. Uh, if we have ten men on the, 11 men on the pitch and not 10. Um, but sometimes it's not going to matter because we've left ourselves with too much to do. And speaking of too much to do, I think someone who doesn't want to have too much to do is Romero. I don't know if he's injured. My gut is just telling me that he's saving himself for the World Cup. Like, I love Romero. Yeah, but I think
1: he's doing, you know. Because yeah. then,
0: then he might actually win a chance. Yeah, I, I think Argentina going to win it. I think they're all playing for Messi. We've seen this throughout the last two years. The way they've qualified when he's gone off, the Celso went off. They weren't supposed to. They almost got arrested in Brazil when the authorities came on the field. They had to go to Croatia. They're basically doing what they want for Argentina national side right now. And I know the Celso supposed to have an injury, but is does he really have an injury? Or is he trying another one feigning injury? Because didn't the Argentina um, international body ask for their players to be released a week before the end of the seasons? Like... How can you be released a week before when you're playing competitive football all the way up until the cutoff? Because you have to, because everything's condensed because of this World Cup. But I'm sure they ask for an additional week or two. And the players, if given the opportunity, would take it. But I think Romero's, you know what Romero's like, he will take things into his own hand. And I think he's taken this into his own hands and make sure he's fully rested. Because I guarantee you this now, Romero plays every game for Argentina in the World Cup.
1: He'll be amazing as well, bro. Secure, secure, um, secure a transfer to uh, Barcelona, Madrid, buying someone. Okay, he
0: probably he probably will. But I mean, that's the misery. Is there anything else we need to cover on the Liverpool game? No, Apart no, from, if, no. If, yeah, Klu- We have to speak. Oh yeah, we do, we do, we do. Within ninety seconds of entering the pitch, he gets an assist, <laughs> and it and it's just poetic justice, I mean, it was everything we were crying out for, we need Klazeski. we need Klazeski. and in normal years, I guess, things would happen, he would come on, and he would just be a damp squid, Um, yesterday he fully justified the public's opinion of him being Spurs' creator, chief creator, um, by a beautiful assist, really, And and when I watched it again yesterday, I saw that he made it look so simple in the way that Klazeski does. Everything he does actually looks pretty simple, pretty straightforward. I know he's Mm. got, he's had the odd highlight of some fantastic bit of skill, chip spin, whatever, but by and large, his output, his assist. Are pretty straightforward in terms of he's not running at fantastic speed. He's not doing a million step overs. He's not doing no look passes. He's actually just sliding a slide rule pass through. And yesterday, he showed a great bit of awareness to open his body up and receive in the pass, and then showed a great bit of quality to find Kane's run at the right pace with the right. L- length of pass and weight of pass and it's just magical and I'd love to see it and
1: let him live on and let him stay fixed we're going to need him desperately 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 but watch watch. we're not even going to put ourselves in a situation where it's like well now we don't have a. We, we have someone who we depend on to be a creator and when he's not around let's find someone who can take up space people are going to be saying oh yeah you know we've got, we've got Lucas we've got Brian Hill like these are As we come to see substandard options for uh the manager clearly doesn't believe that hill is is the heir to to and to be honest given how close they are in age it's not a viable solution but if you know now what it's like when we have our main creator out the side we have to do all we can to secure someone in january who can do that because look Conte has been referenced many times that he doesn't have the players to play his system Last time we didn't we weren't able to do that. We were able to we were able to bring in Kazeski, we were able to bring in Bentonko, and they they did wonders for helping us play that system. And he did say it's gonna take a few chances for Windows. We can't afford to do nothing in January. And if we have any hope, any ambition on trying to move things forward, then we have to take action. I'm not saying we're gonna get a whole new team. We all know that. The World Cup's gonna make it difficult. It being January also made it difficult. But I think some moves need to be made in January. I don't know what those things are, but we need to have people that he believes in who can come in and make a difference because some games were just there for the take it, man. Liverpool weren't even that great, man. They really weren't. They didn't have to be to beat us. And that's what's really sad. I don't know. I don't know. I'm looking for that. I'm looking for I'm looking for change. I'm looking for change. I'm looking for someone to do something a little bit radical. And to show that we are trying to keep content at the club. If Conte goes, Conte goes, by the way. I'm not even going to like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to pretend that like it's the end of the world, right? It's Because managers come and go. That's not me saying that he's not a world Cup manager. He's a world Cup manager. But everyone goes, oh, you know, who you gonna get? Who you going to get until you get that person? So, you know, I don't know who's going to come out of the corner. All I'm, I'm saying is that he's your guy, back him to the tune of what he needs so that he can either commit and we can keep on going down this road or if you're not going to back him, say you're not going to back him and let's all move on with someone else because January needs to be done. I know there's a World Cup and it'll be difficult, blah, blah, blah. but it's this, this is their jobs. These are their jobs, right, to make these deals and to make the cup better regardless of the circumstances, regardless of circumstances. If you go to work, you're given a task to complete, you complete that task. You can't come to people with these excuses, that oh, are you, know, well, you know, it's always a bit difficult in January to, to submit this report, blah, blah, blah. It may be difficult, no one's saying it's going to be easy, but that's why you get paid to do what you get paid to do. So get it done. Get it done. Something needs to happen in January because this squad, this, in a season where, in a season where, look, I know everyone's like, oh, Haaland, 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 but I said, when I said Tottenham about to win the league at the beginning of the season, I said that it's going to be, there's going to be some transitions coming into play with Man City, right? Which I think we've seen a little bit of, not massively, to be honest, they've been, they've been very good seasons, but we've seen a little bit of. I said that Liverpool we're going to fall away because of money being gone. I said it's all the beginning of the season, right? And one team in North London has taken advantage of that and another team hasn't. Bearing in mind, I think the fact that Arsenal are doing what they're doing makes our shortcomings way more frustrating. But we have to remember in mind that in terms of their rebuild, they're four years down the line, right? We haven't properly recovered from the Champions League final. It's been a bit of stuff, right? And so that has to take, I'm not making excuses, but it needs to be taken into consideration. So it's a process. It's a process that needs to yeah, be addressed. And it can't stop no, in January because January is a difficult time to,
0: yeah, to, to purchase. No, but I mean, so I 100% agree with you with regards to um, January. Like, if, don't bother trying to keep Conte if you're not going to back him. This is pointless because he's not the type of manager to get the best out of players. He's not interested in, right? He wants ready-made players like some players. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe if he sees something in a senior pro, maybe, but I don't see saw. I don't see Spence. I don't see these guys really getting meaningful minutes. I said this at the beginning of the season, Spence will probably go up and uh, go out alone in January. And it's looking like that's going to be the case now. I mean, Back him or lose him. With regards to your last point, which I've just forgotten because I have got distracted. What was your last point? Sorry,
1: about about the the how long we've been in the transition. Yeah, sorry, yes, transition. Trans- that transitional a transition.
0: period. Yeah, but Arsenal were bottom this like beginning of last season. They were rock bottom. They lost their first three or four games last season. And they did keep faith. The thing is, they did have a period of transition. Saliba went out on loan, etc. And that was for him to build up and come back stronger. And that's obviously worked out. Um, I don't know. I feel like if Conte was the man that was going to lead us to success under this regime, that we would have improved on where we were last season. Why have we taken such a step back from last season. Yes, we may be sitting fourth, but even fourth and in Champions League last 16 seems a bit of a stretch. And you know, and I know the eye test is one thing. And we have not seen a bar, maybe a few second halves. We've not put a full 90 minutes together at all this season. We
1: haven't.
0: No. No, and we haven't even looked great. Yes, when we've put the pressure on in the second half, we've looked okay. Some of it's been good football. A lot of it's just been pressure territory and us wearing down the opposition, like scoring goals in the 90th minute is wearing down the opposition. We've not expanded our brand of football. Like, Royale hasn't become a better player. Sessegnon hasn't become a better player. Like, marginally better Young, But, I mean, we're starting from a really poor place when it comes to Session's output before now Um and even now like we've probably got the worst pair of fullbacks well wingbacks in the league like I think you could pick any other side like Tavernier is it Tavernier uh, um, Bournemouth his output's a lot better right now I don't know what it's like defensively but going forward he's getting goals
1: and assists yeah yeah yeah. And, and and you look at these things happening in the teams that are just supposedly not they really near as good as us. And we've been like you have teams who are playing out of their skin. Newcastle playing out of their skin, right? Above above us currently. Right. We are stuttering and have been stuttering throughout the whole to start the season. And teams who have been like Manchester United, Manchester City have been playing excellent football, they've been playing they've been playing at pretty much at top level. Um uh, those down the road have been playing at their, their top, top level. And we're not even that far away, and we've been playing that like, garbage all season. It just makes you wonder: like, when are they going to realize this? When are they going to realize that there's an opportunity that to, to be taken? I, I want ev- I want everyone to catch the leprosy, bruv, um for for the rest of the season, and for Tottenham to go on a on a however many games unbeaten run. And that's winning run, and let's wrap this shit up because I don't see currently, I don't see how we're going to win the league. I mean, it's going to happen, but I don't know how it's going to happen. We're not going to win the league, club. No, we're going to win the league. And you know what's You're, no, you're, being, you're being ridiculous. You're
0: being. No, ridiculous. no, I'm happy. <laughs> we no, you might be. Mm, we're going to win the league at some point in the future. We're going to win the league this season. This season bro. Right. What? So I'll tell you why we're not going to win the league. Right. And this is going to sound as controversial as fuck, but I'm going to say it anyway. We're not going to win the league because we don't have two black centre backs. That's why I the Premier League.
1: Because and you do have two black centre-backs.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I've, I've noticed this. Look at the formula <laughs> for success in the Premier League this season. Is the teams that are on to- top... <laughs> have black centre-backs. T- but two. Not just a black centre-back. Two <laughs> black centre-backs. <laughs> that doesn't happen in the Premier League. If you noticed, over the years, namely the last pairing of black centre-backs... That you can think of, A, and B, last pair of black centre backs that have led a team to success in the Premier League. Maybe Gallas and Desai, if they partnered together. And I don't think they did. I think it was Desai and Leboeuf more so. Yeah, yeah. I think, well, well, the bottom line is you need at least one. You need at least one, right?
1: You need at least one. And we we don't have one that starts.
0: (laughs) And the one that we do have is a bit. (laughs) And I say this, I say this because (laughs) traditionally, you say we need at least one. And typically, the trade off of having one, it was back in the day, Des Walker was to the pace. And then you had one alongside him who was more rough, rugged, win the headers. Then it became one that was a bit more Rolls Royce Rio Ferdinand, Vidic, um, Stamp. Um, well, I'm team yeah. right now, but. <laughs> oh, mate. And then, and now you look at Man City, they brought Diaz. They've got stones, and I think they've both done okay. But right now, he's gone with, is it a Kanji and. Ake? Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Everyone's yeah. like, they brought Ake back? Like, Ake? Yeah. Like, what? And yeah. they're winning. Did Arsenal, did it, did it, did it, Saliba and Gabriel. Yeah. Maybe I that's supposed to that's... be for success. It's just something I noticed because traditionally black centre-halves are like black goalkeepers. Mm. They're not really supposed to work, especially two together. Right? Mm. So... It seems to be working for these trends. It's a new trend. It's a new trend. Can't lie. Can't lie. And the last time we had it was Ledley King and Autumn Fairwell. Now,
1: <laughs> that really. <wasn't> <laughs> Do you remember how to be like that? Yes, Oh, nah. yeah. no, It's fair. We'd love to buck the trend. We'd love to buck the trend. All right, listen. Bun Liverpool. Bun Liverpool. Okay. Yeah. Because therapy, therapy session over. Because we finished top of the league, Champions League group. That's the only time you're So going to we're say through that. to the next round, and we have secured a tie in the last 16 against... AC Milano. AC Milan. Um, i always, I always loved AC Milan. I think it's probably because of George Weah. Weah. Oh, yeah. And that Rykard, Hulip van Basten. Yeah. You're Berezi,
0: Maldini, names. Kostuka, uh, Nesta. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Papan,
1: yeah. those, those, those are all definitely bona fide legends. Albertini, but, 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 I mean, George Weaver, yeah, George. Watching Weir. George Weah score from his corner on Channel 4, um, Italia, um, a team with great heritage, not only domestically but across the continent, six times winners. Yeah, I, I think, think it's six. Definitely uh, five. Definitely five. And I think it could be six. Obviously, they're not going to win this, this year because, well, I don't need to tell you why. Um, but how are you feeling about that tie? I think I'm happy with the tie. I'm, well, first
0: of all, let's talk about Hojbe's last minute goal. Fantastic. Um, Certain men were
1: being called the Hojbe of this podcast yeah, and they were crying. <laughs> yeah, they were crying. They were crying. <laughs> Wearing out. now. Where yeah. they now? They're taking a break. The <laughs> take a break. Nah, he don't take no breaks. So I'm, stripping no time on title. I'm stripping
0: them of that title. <laughs> I saw a kid um, randomly change the subject, and his first fan, uh, my son, played football with him on Saturday in a team that he doesn't usually play for, and went to help them out. And I asked him what his fav- who his favorite Spurs player was, and he said Hoyer. And I was like, "What?" And he turned around and said, "Number five, number five, And I was like, "Go there, with your bad self." Javier's got fans out here. Yeah, so, of
1: he
0: Yeah, Javier did bits. Pentacle did bits in that game. And again, second half we came through and that was really good to overcome that. But again, Marseille are not the strongest side in Europe we will face. Um, and as was proven, we can't keep on going goals down to come back against top sides. Marseille are not a top side. I don't think they're in the top seven in Liga right now. But... Wow. How am I feeling about that was your question. And I feel good about that because I think the, the elephant in the room was PSG. A lot of people want to play PSG. I actually said, I think on the pod a couple of times ago, I think before the the draw for the league, um, that if we have to play a pot one side, I would like to play PSG. I would like to see Spurs against PSG at home, um, see Messi, Neymar and co. Probably would have finished second in the group, but. If you asked my ideal draw, that would have been it. To see them in the second round, didn't fancy it. I want to get through. And I think everybody bar PSG was beatable. And AC Milan are beatable. They've got a former goon, which is problematic because he tends to always score against us. But generally, they're beatable. And we've got recent or recent-ish history against AC Milan around this stage of the Champions League. Before and Not we had way. success. Yeah, exactly.
1: How do you read how do you read like tactical masterclass? <laughs> it was a tactical masterclass. Five in midfield one up front or something like that, wasn't it? <laughs> it was a big of man. When Aaron
0: Lenfurt went through, it was like magic. Yeah, yeah and it crashy, was, like, crashy. Magic. So that was good. That was good. So I'm 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 good. I'm feeling good about that. I like AC Milan like you. I think it was that whole Gazeta della Sport and that period of time um when they were the biggest club in europe by far um how do you
1: feel about that draw um I, I in, in the sense of qualification do you know what in the sense of qualification it's definitely doable do you know what's good it's like it's a glamour tie enough right for to for it to be credible no one's gonna say we've got an easy and an easy um uh an easy tie but we they're beatable they're beatable so I'm happy with it, but I just, you know, it just depends on us. Like, we just want like to make it hard for ourselves. We're coming up against a tough Italian outfit. Um, we can definitely go through, but I just, what we do, she's do it either way or the hard way. That's, the, that's always the question we've about. Things will be different in February. If Romero doesn't get injured at the World Cup, he'll be available because the World Cup will be out of the
0: way. Um, we would have, hopefully, reinforced. Sonny should be back. Richarlison should be back. Hopefully, we realize that we need to play on the front foot by then because these sides may not be on paper superior to us. But one thing they will do well is take care of the ball, right? So, if you allow them to get up, especially by two goals, in the second half, you may not see the ball. right? And, And that's the difference on the continent for sure. That's the difference. Ignore what we saw in Marseille because Marseille even got confused because they needed a draw to remain in the Europa League and were still going for the win. And that's the only reason we actually got that victory. So that would have been a draw and we would have been second in the group. But credit to Hoybier for making that run in the 96th minute. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy we got through. We put that to bed now. We've got Leeds and Forest to come. and I mean, Forrest, I don't know what kind of side he's going to put out because, for me, he's got to play Fraser Forster. He's got to play everybody who hasn't played. He's got to play Sanchez. He's got to probably play Young at left-wing back. Just rest Perisic. He's got to play um, Davies and I think Davies, Sanchez and Spence. Uh, Skip Sarr, maybe. One other. Whack whack them all in, mate.
1: Whack them all in yeah and brian's got to play let's get just get some reps in man like i don't know i, don't know. I think he like, has to do that we've got to stage now you see we've seen how we've seen the same thing over and over again it's seen how it works right until we start to see other, other players come in it's hard to it's hard to reconcile the idea that they might not be good enough because we just haven't seen anything yeah, we, we've got to we've got to see them and try them all. And um, but a question for you. This is a question for
0: you. Given where we are right now, given where we are, last two weeks of the season before I guess the World Cup, and then that week before January. Right now, and don't go for the easy choice. Right now, if you could only recall one. Lonely in January, assuming everybody is fit, who would it be and why? Go through the please. So, let's we'll start with your favorite our favorite, Dombele, mm-hmm. Le Celso,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Winx. Mm-hmm. They're the midfield free. i I'm going to put a dogi in there as well. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, yeah, on. Mm-hmm. yeah, Rodon, mm-hmm. Parrot, Scarlet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anybody? I think they're the main players out on loan.
1: Cool. is the only one that you'd be sick. So you're not I mean, happy with I, No, like, my thing is that, look, Cessignon is doing the best he can, and that's fine, but Idoghi actually seems to be doing bits. And in a real attacking sense, scoring, whatever, I know it's in a different league, etc., but he's scoring goals. He's having an impact up there. Then you can have Perisic... Uh, on the right side, because he's and everyone keeps telling us he's so left-footed. So it solves. You get an upgrade on Signon, supposedly, and you also have to pay. Um, remar- uh, you have to pay Royale. So that's great. And everyone keeps talking about how that's the issue with our with our team right now. You know, our wing backs aren't doing what wings are supposed to be doing. So if we can improve there, then that's the way to do it. That's it. That is it. I know no one else it. is going to come in. No one else is going to come in and affect more areas on the pitch than Nuzogi does. You have only got one person to bring back from loan, so you need to have as much of an impact as possible. You bring someone in Dombele back or Celso back, you upset the midfield balance, and they're not good enough to to rebrand the whole team. So Rodon no, that's is not Dombele's a... highlights the other day, mate. Rod- <laughs> Rodon, oh, wait a Rodon, second clip. Rodon isn't a good enough centre back to say that he's going to come back and solve well, the problem. Can I? Can I? Can you? Before you dis Rodon, right? Ren, I didn't dissim, First of all, didn't, didn't <laughs> Ren are now what
0: third in Liga. I don't know how they got in the weekend, but they were third in Liga. Okay. Right. right. Rodon's played the majority of the games. Right now, Rodan would be my choice. And you know why Rodan would be my choice? Just because Dia is so shit. I, honestly, I think Rodon has a chance to displace Dyer given the opportunity honestly what what does Dyer have over everybody at the club apart from he's a great guy that allowed that meant that Roder never played any minutes and you can say Roder's not good enough but the question I'd ask you
1: is Dyer good enough yeah it doesn't feel like he is man it's I I've got no way of defending him I really don't and if he's
0: not good enough then someone who's played a decent season in a weaker league admittedly <sighs> another question I'd ask you if Dyer went on loan to Ren would he be pulling up stumps I don't know if he would I, I would bring back Rodon I love the Adogi Adogi was the one I was going to choose but Dyer just showed me week on week he cannot be trusted at least Rodon senses danger your family that's, that's not the thing your family me, and that's family the
1: biggest thing on, on. I'm not on Dyer at all brof, at all you say my family yeah your family are, not are on you on Dyer, Dyer though Nah, bro, you are, but you telling me you are. I'm not, but. <laughs> bro, like, really? We... Uh. Bro, watch him. Just watch him. Bro, I'm actually done watching him. I'm <laughs> done watching him. It's really, it's really sad, man. It's really sad. I want to a question. I'm... Did he you know bro? where uh, Nuno's, Nunes was for the first goal? Did he know, even have a half a clue where Nunes was? And you know mad, mad about that 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 goal? Is that the whole... The commentary kept going on, like, yeah, you know, Sessegnon just couldn't get there in time, couldn't get there in time. Sessegnon shouldn't have had to get there. That shouldn't have been his thing. It should have been cut out from time when Nunes came through. Like, it should have been wrapped right up from then. It was just... And it, it felt like Selle had... Oh, yeah, he had an amazing first time. But my t- first time would have been amazing if I had that much time. If I had that exactly. much time in the box, my first time would have been beautiful. Oh, it would have been immaculate. Know. Oh, I'm just sick of it, mate. My just first,
0: second, third and fourth touch would have been... Bro, do <laughs> <laughs> no lie.
1: no lie, bro. No lie. Oh, man. Okay, well, you know, let's... let's, let's uh... I feel like we've <laughs> gone long. Yeah, let's wrap up there. <laughs> um, we me do some um, new cities before yeah, we get there. Yeah, out yeah, of here? yeah, yeah. Shout out to new cities for me. That's going to run through it.
0: I don't even know if we've got any new cities, but I'm just going to run through it right now. This is real life, live podding. Istanbul, I think we must have had Istanbul before, but shout out to you guys, first time in a while, uh, seeing you, Charlotte, North Carolina, Fisher, oh, Illinois, nice. um, shout out to you guys, Stillwater, Oklahoma, I'm not sure we've had you before, um, and I always like to shout a new UK town, um, because there's so many parts of the UK that are undiscovered to me, and when I see the names, I'm just like, really, whereabouts are you in the UK and where was this one? I saw not easily. I've heard of Berwick upon Tweed. Shout out to Berwick you guys.
1: Berwick upon Tweed. You man, stand up, stand <laughs> up. Berwick upon, Berwick upon Tweed. <laughs> oh, yeah. <the> UK, man. <sighs> so much to discover. So much to discover. Berwick upon yeah. Tweed. Okay. Yeah, stop
0: getting your passport out. Take the A roads. Take a train, club now, and go and discover these places and share
1: the pod. You know it, yeah. You know what. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that. By the time you paid to go to Bath and you put, pay for a hotel, you could go to Rome, mate. Could go gone to, to Rome. Rome. Real I hate talk. You. Real talk. <laughs> Real talk. But we'll be going to Milan, maybe. Uh, we will be going to Milan. I mean, not great, not great city, but you know, whatever. <laughs> it is what it is, my friend. It is what it is. What it is. What it is. Um, listen, guys, it's been, it's been, uh, it's been long, man. It's been long. It's been painful, but this is what they do to us, man. This is what they do to us. But we persevere. We persevere. Um, you know what to do about sharing the pods. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Reviews, man. Five stars only because we didn't give you five-star content. But until next time, that's it from me. And that's it from me. Guys, we're through to the last 16. So technically, top 16 team in Europe. Uh, not bad. <laughs> The smile, because the sun always shines on the show side. Lero, run the outro, man.